1: Get IXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive twenty percent off IXL membership when they sign up today at ixl.com/audio. Visit ixl.com/audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price.
0: You're listening to the Go Birds Pod, a Radio.Com podcast about your beloved birds. Hello everybody, it is indeed the Go-Birds podcast, it is John Barchard, it is James Seltzer, Kamu Grugier Hill, what are you doing, man, Uh, welcome in, the one that they call, he goes, his name is Robert Davis, his name is Robert Davis, Uh, and James Seltzer is feeling pretty good tonight, at least uh, from what I can tell, he's been down with injuries, you know, we have our injuries here too, and I'm just glad you're here buddy, how are you doing?
2: Yeah, I'm on the mend. I'm not yeah. uh, not as Elliot likes to say. I'm not quite a hundred yet, <laughs> um, but I'm getting there. I'm doing. Oh, right. You'll hear if you make me laugh, I might cough out of the laugh. You might hear that, but otherwise, I'm <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. John, I got the the Sixers on one channel and oh, the beautiful. Ravens and the Jets on the other. How could I be bad,
0: John? Uh, just for well, for James's sake and for your sake, uh, listening to this right now, I have placed a couple of bets tonight. Um and if you hear me hoot or holler, it is based on this Ravens Jets game as we're recording this. Uh, about you know we're in the we're in the second quarter here. One's already hit, James. One Ooh, has it, already hit. What uh, was it? Mark Ingram scores a first quarter touchdown. Pow. One oh five in the playing, pocket.
2: I'm playing against Lamar in fantasy, so I'm all for the uh, rushing yeah. touchdowns yes. that are
0: not him. <laughs> now we just need. I'm looking for a Robbie Anderson touchdown. And uh, the Ravens to win every quarter, and it's going to be a great night. I don't know if it's going to be a wonderful afternoon, at one o'clock on Sunday though. And uh, what's just uh, real quick, your feeling on uh, on Washington and how this is going to go?
2: Well, real quick, uh, if, oh, we're gonna, real if we're double real quick, yeah, it's a a ring double quick, real quick, real quick ringback. If back. we're if we're, we're, we're going to be real quick, <laughs> can we just quickly mention? How fucking awesome Carson Wentz looked for the last 25 minutes or whatever of that Giants game. I haven't been on the pod yet, but I know there have been a lot, oh, play a full game. All I want to say is my man looked awesome, and that's the reason that you and I have continued to be so bullish on him in spite of what others have said, and in spite of, look, him ultimately so far this season clearly not living up to the expectations we had for him, but he reminded you what's there, you know, what that ceiling is. And doing what he did with Boston Scott and Greg Ward and all these guys we've never even heard of before, you know, the season started or whatever. I just and, – and with an offensive line that looked horrendous. Horrendous. I mean, it felt like he was under pressure every play. I just um, – shout out to Carson. Uh, our baby boy is back. And I, I just – look, I don't know if it'll be – we've heard a lot of the – that it's gonna be one of those performances that turns his season around, turns his career around. I don't know about that. Like I don't, I don't know, but I will certainly say that I, I, I guarantee it helped his confidence, and I do feel better about the situation moving forward after seeing him do that, and kind of just say fuck it, I'm gonna play the way I play in the schoolyard thing and do, do what he could do. And, and also check down and find guys in the flat and, and, you know, utilize other guys' skill sets, like getting boss Scott in the open field with the football and all that type of stuff. So um, shout out. Uh, all right. Now, well, on hold on,
0: hold on, hold on. Yes. Now, now that we have a little bit of optimism in the room, I just want to, I just want to give my most optimistic viewpoint. And it actually has something to do with what James said. I said this last night on the radio. Uh I think when we do look back at the, not that game but this season and you start to see like how you know we all debated Carson Wentz throughout the season and all of this different stuff that's happening I think we will look back on this year and go this is the year that actually made Carson Wentz this elite quarterback going through all of this I don't remember another quarterback going through so much adversity to start his career, go uh, deal with the stuff that he's done with emotionally. And as James said with the fourth quarter comeback, like we're all happy that that finally is like registered and checked off. And is it a little sad that it's against the Giants? Of course it is. But, uh, you know, there is one that could have been on the record in Atlanta. There is one in Detroit that could have happened. And it's just nice to have that and feel that. I still believe he is going to be an elite quarterback someday or get very close to it. Um, and I I not because of this game but because of this season he stayed healthy I think he's had to convince himself of that uh, and then you know getting now the as Malcolm Jenkins had said this week you know it's just nice to see him on the sideline with these younger guys firing them up there's it seems to be the wave of practice squad guys at least for one game or a couple of games or whatever is starting to trend so it's just like this is Carson's team and the guys that it was in question whether it was Carson's team or not are not going to be here in the next couple of years. So, I'd yeah,
2: th- well, and, and to that point, John, I mean, let's be real. When did Carson start playing better when those guys weren't on the field? You know, and I don't know if it was coincidence or not. And I'm not happy Alshon got hurt or anything like that. But the moment it was Carson with, like you said, those guys, guys that you know, were excited to be playing with, him, were hungry out there. Then all of a sudden. Presto, Carson Wentz looks like a star again, so I, I do think it's fascinating and we talked a lot about the Seattle-style rebuild and all that type of stuff, and Elliot has been very forward in saying he thinks that, that they need to completely reshape the wide receiver position, and I'm starting to to come to that. I'm starting to think that that I think it does need to be Carson's guys here. It needs to be his team because guess what? It's gonna be his team. The team is invested in Carson Wentz. There's no question about it. He's their guy. So uh, I think it really makes sense. I think there's you know they need guys out there who want to play with and for Carson and we're gonna be hungry and who are gonna want to be out there. I mean, you know, Nelson Aguilar, Alshon. Thank you for what you did, but. See ya. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's where, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's where everybody's at. Um, and I, I don't, I think it's a little bit, obviously, it's coincidence with, you know, Greg Ward and those guys. But that's what we had said before, too, James, this entire season. Get guys that are hungry around him. That's why I said we never want to see Nelson Aguilar on the field again because who cares? You know, like there's there's obviously, he already had his personal and career stuff uh, behind him when Carson got there anyway and there was a whole you know a lot of these guys are still heavily Andy guys at least the big veterans that were in here or they were came in from you know Chip Howie, or they came they came in well before Carson Wentz is my my whole point here and it's a it's been a very unique situation it's going to be continuing on by the way as we are 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 now like staring down the barrel of a lot of people and James said this too of you know, there's a turning point for this season. They're gonna rattle off three games in a row and I'm sitting here going, Really? <laughs> you know, like they haven't they haven't done that in all season. They haven't done it in two years, you know. So at least between unless Nick yeah, unless Nick
2: Foles is playing quarterback. Yeah, <laughs>
0: but like uh it would be funny if that's how it ends up though. They still go nine and seven, they win their last three games, and then everybody'll have a debate on is it the offense or is it the quarterback? And it'll be hilarious and uh an awful, all at the same time, but like I, you know, I, I'm not a, I, I, they're not making the playoffs, James. Like there's, there's not a Ooh. chance that they're gonna make the
2: playoffs. Well, uh, I, no, it, there is a chance. chance. There's always not, a chance. Yeah, you but, can't yeah. say well, and not a chance is crazy. Here's the thing: I actually do think they're gonna make the playoffs, and it's not because I think they're any good. Uh And and you said before, and I, I kind of sidetracked to talk about Wednesday for a second, but how do I feel about Washington? And I don't feel great. Like I think they'll win the football game, but. it's far from a gimme in my mind. And I think that when you look at this team, I don't think you can have a ton of confidence. What I will say is that I do think that the way this team played against the Giants helps. Uh, It gives them some confidence. It gives them a little bit of galvanizing motivation moving forward. But my bigger thing is just that I think the Cowboys are worse I, th- I know they're more talented. There's no question about that. I think the Cowboys are a worse football team right now than the Eagles. I think they're ready for Jason Garrett to be gone, ready for the season to be over. I think they're losing to the Rams this week. I feel... Oh, so do that- I. Well, that's so that's where it comes down to- So you're basically saying you think the Cowboys beat the Eagles. And I don't. I don't trust this Dallas team to win on the road against anyone right now. I, I think that in, well, in a why game Why do you trust where- the
0: Eagles to do that? Why do you trust the Eagles to go down to Washington right now?
2: Well, I don't. I just said I didn't. Let's put it this way. (laughs) I feel more confidence about the Eagles winning the Cowboys game than I do this week. I think this week is, for me, if they can get through this week, I think they're absolutely making the playoffs. But that's the thing is I legitimately, I think that me saying the Eagles are going to make the playoffs is as much an anti-Dallas pick as it is a pro-Eagles pick. I believe in this Eagles team more than I believe in Dallas. I think they're going to beat Dallas next week. And I look again, I think this is the toughest game of the season left for them heading down to Washington. I know it's crazy. That's how I feel. Um, I, so I don't feel 100% confident. But at the same time, if you're telling me that Dwayne Haskins is going to end the Eagles season, like could he? Sure. Am I going to bet on him ending the, the Eagles season? No. No, because he's Dwayne Haskins. He stinks. Washington stinks. It's gonna be like a home game for the Eagles down there. And that's with Eagles fans not even really caring that much about the Eagles right now. I mean, that's like a morgue down in Washington. Bill Calais, I know they've played tougher, but they're not a good football team. No Ryan Kerrigan. Like, I get it. The Giants aren't a good football team, and they came in here and almost beat us. Again, I, I agree with the premise that you can't trust the Eagles to beat anybody right now at any time, whatever. But same with Dallas. Dallas has a tougher matchup this week. I don't trust Dallas going on the road coming here at all the week after. So it's one of those things where you have to look past just how you feel about the Eagles because, yeah, none of us feel super confident about the Eagles, but it's about the big picture. And I feel more confident that the Eagles can beat Washington and beat Dallas than I do that Dallas can come here on the road and beat the Eagles. That's just how I feel.
0: I am at week to week. I am at game to game. Because I don't know how to react anymore. I like the the turning point for me is more about Carson than it is about the this Eagles team in particular. And uh, you know Robert Davis, who has uh, been on the practice squad for I believe a couple of months now, is going to be active in this game. Uh, so is Greg Wards, J.J. ortega Whiteside, who has not seen the field and made a spectacular catch. Me and Elliot were salivating over it on the you know the post game pod. It was phenomenal. Um, but to expect like this group of guys to go in and just you know <laughs> go into Washington and for this offense to start you know even even remotely fast is 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 asinine at this point unless unless Doug has really uh, loved the tempo so much against the Giants that that's what he's gonna run. You know, against Washington, and to get Carson Wentz on the move, which was also you know one of the best. I don't know what took him so
2: long to freaking (laughs) do this. It works every time. Like, what are you doing, Doug? Especially with him on on that on that you know at lane, just getting into Doug real quick. Watching that Giants game was the most I've felt all season. I've kind of wavered. I've look. I think that. You know, I think when you we've talked a lot about the blame game and all that, and it's always Howie, Doug, and Carson, as it should be. As those three guys go, ultimately, as it fans out, so goes this football team. And I had wavered a little bit. I'd always felt like it was Doug, Howie, Carson in that order. Now I feel like it's Doug, Howie, Gap, Carson. I put, I I like, like that. I think Doug has had a, a awful season. I really do. And I know he's been a little bit better at times. The, the second half, he he did a better job too. But I really think that the more I think about this, the more I watch this team that, that – and it's something John Ritchie's been saying all season. And he's been critical of Carson lately too. But he has been saying that this coaching staff is failing Carson Wentz. And I feel that more than ever now. You watch what that guy can do when he just kind of starts to do his thing. How do they not put him in positions to do that more? How are they not setting this guy up for success? They're asking him to be something he's not more often than not. There's no creativity this offense. This is a team that got beat by trick plays three weeks in a row and we still haven't seen a fucking trick play. Like run one just for our sanity, Doug. Like do something creative. There was like one or two creative runs in that little run at the end. You know that that uh, Miles Sanders, Boston Scott in the backfield, where he kind of faked the pitch and, and gave it to Sanders, almost like a fullback type thing. Like that was cool. Like there, there's cool in there. We haven't seen it. We haven't seen it, and I and again, I don't think I'm not saying I think Doug is a bad coach because I still believe Doug can be a great coach, but I am a, a hundred percent sure that he does not have the right people around him. I don't think Mike grows any good. I'm sorry, I know that's not like a hot take. I think most people are there, but but <laughs> he's said, not. Why, why are you apologizing? It's press okay to say ta- Press Taylor not good enough. Like I, I think that might be the most. Uh, we've talked so much about Frank Reich and how much we miss that guy and how important he was, and and all true. The thing we haven't talked enough about is how important John DeFilippo was. I think DeFilippo, I mean, that's the best Carson Wentz we've seen. When he had a guy, a true quarterback coach, someone who has done it before at a high level in the NFL for years, not some fucking kid no offense press taylor but someone who's done it at a high level in the nfl for a long time and someone who was willing to be hard on carson wentz who was willing to drill that dude not be his buddy all that i think it matters john i think we underrated how important that was as well
0: um i don't think we did but people did uh and can i just say that i fucking love that james says something so harsh and immediately apologizes, like not even a nanosecond <laughs> later. <laughs> like, you're a fucking kid. I'm so sorry that it's not like.
2: <laughs> but I don't want to be an ageist, John, you know, I'm, I'm very, very wary of such <laughs> hey, what a Hey, What a
0: fucking asshole Mike Grow is. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> I think that has to be your new thing from now on. But you're I, I see the reason why Doug is not creative is because his GM failed him. And he that has too. to. And he has too much on his plate. And you can't get creative when you've got too much on your plate and you don't have enough horses to do really anything. And you are dragging yourself down to now go coach wide receivers along with Mike Groh because your wide receiver coach is, is not good either. So there's so many fires that I think they have to put out. And for some reason, when we think of coaching, um, it ultimately like has to come down to one exact person and one exact person only, and that's it. You know, If you just look around the league, it's not like... Pete Carroll has never had a a weak staff, you know, at any at any really pre- I mean he's gone through coordinators and things like that and you need changes and all that but not to not like this, you know. It's it is the the guys that they won the Super Bowl with, I think they got, you know, picked away obviously and then, you know, Dan Quinn'll probably roll right back to uh to uh to Seattle. It's just that, you know, Frank has is having success and John DiFilippo Filippo wanted to call his own offense and you won a bunch of stuff, so that's going to change in, in the moment like uh, they, they are going to. See, this is kind of why I also have this uh, thing that's talking to me in the back of my mind right now, James. I want them to make the playoffs for a, a bunch of different reasons. Um, but mainly, I don't know if you've thought about this. I think the best reason why they should make the playoffs. Uh, and it's something that benefits more than, than Carson Wentz and playoff experience and anything else that you could say about this Eagles team. I, it's something I didn't really think of. The Dallas Cowboys will be in shambles with decisions if they lose the division and don't make the playoffs, right? Like that's the biggest reason why you why the Eagles should and have to almost make the playoffs. Because you're gonna make your opponent probably do something really, really, really stupid. Um, and I don't you know, I don't think it's gonna be as stupid if the if Dallas ends up making uh, the playoffs or whatever. Jason Garrett's probably going to get fired regardless of that. But I
2: think I agree with you. Uh, the the one thing you could say is if Dallas makes the playoffs and, and wins a game or two, then who knows what happens. But um, and obviously we'd all love Jason Garrett to stay around. But I'm with you, John. I think Garrett's gone no matter what.
0: Yeah, and it, it just will change the direction more or less like. The decision-making on the roster, because you can tell Jerry's getting a little more snappy lately on the radio. Oh, and
2: it's great. I fucking also, love that. And also, how about this? Like, <laughs> like also... No one wants to see Dallas in the playoffs. I I, yeah, I mean, no one. Like yeah. the, the alternative here, and and I and look, I know there have been a lot of people, that's kind of been a, a drumming chorus that, that's come up as the, well, I don't want them to make playoffs, because then they'll think everything's okay, and they won't make changes. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's like, just, stop, stop. Of course right? they were going to make they're changes. They're not morons, all right? They they know that the only reason they make the playoffs, if they do, is because they were in an all-time, all-time, all-time weak division. Like, I, look, I... I I understand it. I, 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 this doesn't feel like a playoff team. Like I get it. They're nowhere close to that, but you just hit it. I mean, how is it not good to get Carson Wentz experience in these types of environments? How I mean, look, I, I get if, if they get blown out at home fifty five to nothing and Carson is horrendous. All right, maybe you could argue that it might not have been <laughs> worth it, but I, I think like ultimately, like getting this guy, this kid, the opportunity to take a team to the playoffs, to feel what it feels like, to feel the moment, like I just think it's going to help him moving forward. So I, I'm with you hundred percent. I think it's I think it's paramount.
0: Uh and I I wonder if there is um you know and this is the other thing I was thinking of cuz Carson had the best success with you know the the practice squad guys and that's been a big talking point this week too. Do you think that you know if Carson does this and and let's say they just win three in a row with these practice squad guys and the second round pick that's finally you know having a little more confidence or whatever. What is the what does the the, uh, the the take become if he has a lot of success with bad wide receivers when we've been saying he needs wide receivers and he needs weapons? What is what is How does that shape into you know that if they do that and make the playoffs? So I've been thinking a lot about that.
2: The, wait, you mean the idea of if they make the playoffs without the wide receivers, how does it kind of shape that narrative? Yeah, well, yeah. I, I think it's like imagine how much better this guy could be if he had these things. Like, look what <laughs> he's doing with nothing. Like, what could he do if he has fucking jerry judy or whoever like some young receiver you can stick out there and say that's my guy like we are growing together we're gonna be stars together like why why you know give me that guy give me a couple guys like i i i I don't think that will change and i think that ultimately it'll just kind of add to it it'll just be like wow look at what the guy has done with that and i and i do think it's a really i think the fact that that I think you're right that I, I don't want to just by saying Doug's been bad and failed Carson to not say that Howie has failed Carson too. And granite injuries have really sucked this year. There's been a lot of stuff that you can't control, but man, they got a slow ass roster. And Deshaun obviously <laughs> changes a lot, but I mean Howie deserves deserves a lot of blame too. And you know who else does uh, at least a little bit of blame, not all of it, but but. The savior himself, Joe Douglas, is it possible he might not have been as great as we all think? Why do people think that? I don't know. I mean, that 2018 class is trash. That's one of the worst classes we've had in a long time. That's the Joe Douglas class, right? Like, wasn't that?
0: The 17 class, you mean?
2: No, the Derek Barnett class.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, 17, 17. Yeah, you're
2: right. Seventeen, I mean, uh, how does he not, you know, and 18's not looking super great either. Listen, does.
0: but this is this this is this is what's always happened anytime that Howie Roseman has been in office. We don't know whose picks are whose. And yeah. we are, and and you and I kinda know already that there's been some decisions made outside of front office personnel. We agree on that. Say it again. I said there's there's been some other people that are probably more than likely making picks. That are not in the front office in terms yeah, of like scouting, I that, right? I think that's is possible. that fair? Okay, so like we it's never possible. know, we never know who's actually pick it is, and that's why, like from last season or last the last draft, like day three, everybody just seems like they go, let's spin the wheel, and you get to pick this now, and you get to go. How about do you want a quarterback from Northwestern? Okay, Doug, here you go. You know, or like it starts to, it felt like very favor. E at a time so but uh, you know it's it's worth pointing out and it's not, not I'm not trying to sit here like no Joe Douglas is better we don't know uh, I feel like you know when one guy has a reputation and one guy doesn't it's always going uh, to be kind of kind of tough to figure that out but yeah I mean you could be right who knows and, I, and, and you notice how nobody has brought up like any of the new personnel hires after Joe Douglas left like we are obsessed with Joe Douglas and now nobody cares who's next to Howie Roseman it's weird, isn't it?
2: It is weird. Do Andy you Weidel. Know, yeah, I
0: was gonna. That was my next question. I was like, "Do you know his name?" Of
2: course. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I uh, there's. L- listen, I don't think they're gonna win. Let me just say that too. On this Sunday,
2: is, you're talking about like against Washington. Yeah,
0: I don't think they're gonna win on. Uh, I just, I just feel.
2: Ah, man, I get it. I think they will. I think they will. I actually think Washington's worse at home than on the road. And that's a, it's a morgue of a stadium. Like, it is so depressing to play in that stadium if you're Washington. It'll be but, something
0: really stupid. That's what I mean. Like, the this look, is the first time. It that,
2: could be. It could, Look, I wouldn't. What are they, a four and a half point favorite right now? It's going yeah. from six. Yeah, I wouldn't bet on the Eagles. But I think they win.
0: It's the first time that Vegas has, like, judged the line right, you know, because they've clearly been wrong uh, on, you know, they, they it seems to me like they lost their ass on the uh, the cover of the Giants and the cover on Miami. Doesn't it feel like that? Oh yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, I I don't know. I just uh, yeah, this is all. It, it doesn't even. You know, we've talked about Doug and the creativity, and we're we're really focused on the offense. But stuff like Ronald Darby for the hundredth time, not understanding whatever inverted coverage that the, that Jim Schwartz calls, which led to. Uh, you know the that big Slayton touchdown uh, down the sideline when Eli just had to flick it, and that's what I keep reminding myself. I just go, God, like we were, we were f- what tw- 12 game time minutes away from hitting a new rock bottom, weren't we? Like that's a it was a two win um, yeah. team and then another two win team, and if it wasn't for Carson, I think we'd have be having a a, a lot different discussions. Like, oh I my always-
2: God, I mean, it was we, were, I mean, just. Just look at Eagles Twitter for the first half of that game. I yes. mean, come on, uh, you know we were all melting down. Wins know?
0: wins change everything. The, yes. Every everything about our, the the way we shape and focus of it. And I will always celebrate wins. I don't, you know, I don't care. <laughs> and can I say this week, man? Fuck you guys. If seriously, like, if you can have a, a negative opinion or whatever and not be a delphian and you can have a positive opinion not be a homer they're just takes they're just opinions it's just how you feel like i don't i never understood the uh you know <laughs> that like if you just don't feel right about something and you're picking against the egos ah oh, you're a bum ah oh, look at you and then they uh something happened last night like they always dive into the same things like well you're not really from here and all this other different it's like jesus man can we just can we just go with how we feel and realize that we're all going to be in the same pool, in the same pot, and every freaking win feels the same for all of us, and every loss feels the same for all of us. We just display it differently. That's all. Uh, anyway, uh, there is a, I I uh, I I don't we 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 stopped looking away at the the process immediately once uh, you know Carson Wentz brought everybody back because we we're so hyped up on it, and this is still a football team with like again <laughs> plenty of practice squad wide receivers guys that. We don't know if they can make plays consistently for Carson Wentz. The offensive line you mentioned has struggled a little bit. Uh, Washington has been somewhat frisky, even though uh, I thought the uh, you know people said oh they gave Green Bay a really good shot. They didn't. Not I mean not, not on the field, not offensively for them either. I just it's more about they can keep telling us that they are prepared and practicing hard and doing all these things, but if it takes fucking Malcolm Jenkins and Carson Wentz and all these guys to fire everyone up at halftime against the Giants. Yo, you know, like how are why still I we don't have any answers of why this team cannot start and just dominate for at least a quarter a half of something. They just end up doing it on the on the ass end here, James. That's why I'm still very adamant that I don't. I don't think that they. They. I mean that uh, that they. You know, can make the playoffs. It's just. It's, it hasn't been consistent enough.
2: Again, I, I get it. I, I am not arguing any of these points. It. It. it the reason they can make the playoffs is because they're in an all-time awful division. Uh, you know, the Cowboys suck, man. The Cowboys are really Everyone bad. Everyone stinks. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And I. I think the way the si- the season plays out. For the Eagles is just better than it plays out for the the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys are going to struggle coming here. I think the Cowboys lose to the Rams. I that one I feel I like I would bet on that. You know, I feel very confident the Rams are going to win that football game. So, I, I like, I get it. I get what you're saying. I think you're being myopic in the sense that you're just focusing on the Eagles and not on the other teams in the division. I, ultimately, if you think they're going to go to lose to, to Washington, then that's that's fair, and that's a different story. I just I don't think they're going to lose in Washington. Could they? Absolutely. I just don't think they will.
0: It'll be a fun uh, race to the bottom, though, like if it's just <laughs> Cowboys lose, Washington still loses, the Eagles beat Dallas, and then they – you know, uh, would eight wins, still make it. Let me see. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, right. no, no, no. Well, so,
2: so the Eagles, if they lose to Washington, could be in trouble because of division record. They would need Washington to beat the Cowboys the last week, if they right. tied. Right. If they yeah. tied, but um, if, but if here is, if the Cowboys lose to the Rams and the Eagles beat Washington, the Eagles would clinch with a win over the Cowboys.
0: Yes. Yeah. That is that is definitely true. Uh, and, uh, whoo! I hope that. Uh, can, you imagine, can you imagine
2: an eight and seven Eagles team being able to rest their starters <laughs> in week 17? Have you thought about that? It's unbelievable. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like I'm that, sorry. Is a, that is like a look the, and, and again, we know what, you know, it's all but the Eagles will likely be favored against the Cowboys at home, even if it's not by much, you know, assuming this <laughs> week plays out the way we expect the Eagles could be favored being favored in two games away from from. Resting their starters. <laughs> just like the Ravens when they lock uh, up the number one
0: seed. Yeah, sorry uh, you had to go down to the New Orleans and have a have such a battle there, 49ers. Uh, we just had to lose to <laughs> Miami Dolphins and uh, almost lose to the Giants. But, you know, we worked hard, too. Anyway, have a good day. That would be fucking hilarious. Uh, also hilarious, uh, before we get into the Kamu stuff here, James, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, our, uh, our good friend Jason Spiegel, who's a... Great listener to the podcast. He goes, uh, hey, John, I just got stopped by a Philly cop for drinking liquid death in the 13th Street SEPTA station at 1 p.m. on Wednesday. After he realized it was water, he decided not to give me a citation. He admitted it was pretty rad. So, That's
2: <laughs> how amazing. about that? That's Dude. amazing.
0: Jason, shout out, man. That is yeah, hilarious.
2: That is awesome. I like the decided not to give me a ticket. I, I wish he had to, <laughs> to suit him. Like, you can give me a ticket for a <laughs> water asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yes,
0: I would have ripped up in front of me like, "No, yeah. certainly not, certainly not." But you know, that is uh, that's what's great because, and I, I, I think uh, we take the MLF line. So, uh, uh, I, uh, I'm with you there, Jason. I need to do that. I can't believe I haven't done that. I'm kind of jealous that uh, Jason here got to got to walk through the <laughs> septa transit police and got stopped by it. So, uh, liquiddeath.com. We keep telling you guys, you can just sell your soul. Right now, if you want to, and they will give you a case of water to go and try. And obviously, if you're like Jason and you're already on board, liquiddeathcom slash go birds to get two dollars off every single case. It's the coolest 16 ounce can. Obviously, that will get you stopped by cops with the flaming skulls. And it's, you know, liquid death is all about the death of plastic. So it's an aluminum can because uh, you can no longer recycle plastic. So all those water bottles that you get from the, the vending machine or work or wherever you get them. Yeah. That is uh, that's not helping anybody, and uh, those those bad boys don't get recycled. These do, and um, not on top of that. I mean, how many times are you gonna get stopped by a cop? And they're like, "Hey, can you stop drinking beautiful oh, oh, wonderful Austrian spring yeah. water?" That has never. There's no other water company that can do that and provide a little entertainment for you uh, as well. So, uh, liquiddeath.com to sell you. yourself. liquiddeath.com/slash/gobirds for two dollars off every uh, single case. So. James, come Hill.
2: Yeah, buddy.
0: What the fuck, man? I
2: yeah. gotta. Uh, I so- mean, I, <laughs> I, what the fuck? But my first thought was, I'll bet you that happens all the time.
0: Um, I I think it happens all the time too. Here's what doesn't happen: don't say it
2: fucking out loud well, in the media. That, yeah, that, that. I mean, dude. <laughs> Jesus, dude, dude, dude. Well, so all right, like on a basic level, like, come don't be an idiot. Like, I'm sorry, like we we have way too much information to know how dangerous what you did is yes and how i mean look you're only putting yourself at risk but you're really putting yourself at risk and um players have to be better about that i mean there are only so many situations and again i think the league has to be better but i know that they're they're doing things obviously as we know with the even though it doesn't always feel like you see a guy take a just a pop and then he goes and gets checked and he's it's a like, no way that guy's coming back in and then he's back in and you're like well, I don't know about this but um when a player doesn't tell anybody and he's clearly experiencing it I mean that's on the player as well and um I get it look you're you're fighting for your job you're this and that you want to help your team win but um it's it's just it's it's a shame. It's a shame that players feel they have to do that. It's a shame that players would want to do that. Um, because again, like he really was putting his long-term health at risk in a way that is, is not worth a football game. Um, so yeah. And uh, to your point, like don't do it and then don't fucking say it. Like, yeah, what are you doing, oh my man? God, dude, like you're just going to bring more, you know, it's just the whole thing. It really bothers me. It's a bad situation. I'm not a fan. Hey, by the way,
0: I put uh, my life a little more at risk because I had a concussion actually two weeks ago, and I just didn't tell anybody about it because it wouldn't go away. Anyway, bye. Like, come on, man. Like, Jesus, oh, take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. And this is if that's not a talking point in the CBA, um, this is why I keep just thinking that you know everybody doesn't believe me, and smarter people than me don't don't really buy into a work stoppage or whatever. But. Listen, if you're going to get – if this is going to continue to happen because the result of all this is uh, – and, and this isn't anything new, but this is just from my experience in, in low-level football. That's how you grow up in it. Like, they just say, oh, you know, shake it off. And this is Pop Warner, you know, and this is long before concussions were a big, like, talking point. I remember in, you know, James or when we were in, you know, Pop Warner or whatever – uh the uh, or at least in the geographical area if, if i think we were <laughs> around lenape or whatever that was but um, i remember getting concussions then and, te- and and people throwing me back into the game so it's just oh, yeah You
2: just got your bell rung, john you're yeah, fine yeah it's just
0: like oh, you'll be you'll be all right you know sucks suck, it's you know we need to, we need you in there cuz all we do is run the football 55,000 times a game in uh, whatever but uh, besides that i just I think there is a a double edged sword when it comes to the concussion thing because people always want to make sure that they can continue on. They feel like they have to be there. One, they do it because they don't want to. They don't want They can't miss their game checks either. You know, which is which is a part of it. And a guy like Camu is in a different contract situation than a lot of others and guaranteed money and things like that. So um, that's why I, I I know it's impossible to try and do and it won't happen. But I I'm always for players making more money. Getting the the full guarantees, making it harder on the general manager to, you know, deal with cap, and I probably say that because Howie Roseman's here. Uh, but you know, this is this is why I think it's there. There will be no football in 2021. There just won't be because because there's oh, a lot. I to, not I, I don't with. think
2: there's any chance there's no football in 2021. <laughs> too much
0: too much money to be made. I know. It's just yeah, like, way too. There's no chance. John, look at history. Every time that they've had the strike, it's like a. <laughs> they do this. it's a few games here. they push They'll they' pull, figure it out. they don't make the players look bad. everybody caves. the players cave, and then it just rolls back on. but I don't know feels Kamu, please the the message is don't be stupid, please protect yourself uh and then don't don't say things out loud to the media you know, when you're being candid, but we appreciate your answer nonetheless here so uh. James, um, the bets um, are going well uh, so far. Yeah,
2: minus Robbie Anderson almost catching that touchdown for you. Yeah,
0: that that would have been really nice. But uh, the Ravens—he's no Robert—he's
2: no Robert Davis, John.
0: (laughs) He's no Robert Davis. I'm looking forward to that. Is he the new Bryce Treggs?
2: Uh, I think he's better than Bryce Treggs. How about that?
0: Wow. Bryce Treggs, a fan of the show, by the way. I'm just kidding. Uh, I, I, I like,
2: I, I like Bryce Treggs and I've he's, never I'm, I'm seen kidding. Robert I'm Davis play a game. He's,
0: uh, I, he's not a fan or he doesn't listen to this at all. <laughs> he,
2: he's listening. Bryce. I'm so, well, Did we talk about the, I'm sorry gag. Isn't that what we were talking about? No, yep. look, uh, I mean, uh, j- just to see a new face out there will be nice. Someone who's actually fast. Sounds like I'm in for that. Um, Alshon, you just hope it's not something that stretches into next year, as uh, everyone's noted. You know, obviously not easy to get rid of it, that contract and all that stuff. So, um, I'm just I'm excited to see a new face out there, and especially the idea of what a crazy thought put someone with 4-4 speed out of the wide receiver position for the Eagles. It's a, I didn't know they were allowed to do it, so I'm happy to see it
0: happen. <laughs> the, um, the injury might have changed some things there, James, with Alshon, but I've always thought that they've always planned for that even when they gave him the guarantee like they just wouldn't do that you know without it without a pretty good exit plan or like a back door I At least hope that's so. what i'm assuming so and even if it's not whatever like it's uh um alshon's one of the guys that i was uh, that's i mean come on <laughs> you know it's not it's clearly not helping carson uh but he's competent i'm not saying he's not you know giving his all or whatever he's uh I there's it's just oh and another thing real quickly like i know that we don't necessarily like Nelson Aguilar and maybe even Alshon Jeffrey no one's faking injuries okay no one's faking injury no one's doing I mean it is yeah, yeah uh, even if it's a business decision for Nelson Aguilar I'd be doing the same thing because yeah uh, I, you don't I think have, come if there's on, guys. a
2: I, maybe not faking injuries but maybe not working his ass off to get back either yeah why would um, you heal you're, up and start again because your you know? team has a chance to make the playoffs man like any not his team pride
0: it's just—it's not his team. Yeah. Why would he? Yeah,
2: exactly. So fuck Nelson Aguilar then. Oh That—that's yeah. Seriously, like I'm so appreciative of what you did in 2017. Awesome. You, thank you. Never forget it. Get the fuck out. That's how I feel.
0: You know uh, why I know that's true. He's
2: making business decisions. Like, really? First of all, I don't want to see him on the field anyway. I legitimately think Greg Ward is a better player right now at this well, so moment so than I. Nelson Aguilar, So I'm fine with it. But if, if like we have just kind of hypothesized, he is saying, ah, I'm a free agent at the end of the year. I don't want to make this worse. What am I doing it for anyway? I'm not going to be here. Fuck that guy.
0: You want to know why? I know James is serious. He didn't apologize once.
2: <laughs> no, fuck that guy.
0: Uh, James, give me a final score on Sunday.
2: I think the Eagles win twenty
0: to seventeen. Twenty to seventeen. God dang it, another close one. Yeah, uh, I'll go. I'll go twenty-one seventeen. How about that? But Except Washington, for, you're but saying. But Washington or yeah. something stupid like that.
2: Boo, boo you, John.
0: Uh, boo actually, you. I don't even know if Washington scored twenty-one points. So uh oh fuck it all right come on i'm taking the eagles they're not gonna cover but they're not gonna win all right they're gonna not gonna cover but they'll win is what i'm trying to say so i just i changed my mind oh my god oh my god oh come on that's not robbie anderson let's fucking go uh that being said ladies and gentlemen thank you again to uh liquid death uh as always for supporting us um a little programming note i screwed up i'm playing uh mr mom and I completely forgot to upload This Week in Fantasy, so I apologize. <laughs> and that is on me, but it will be in the feeds uh, by the time that you're done listening to this. I want to thank every single one of you guys. The reviews have been uh, fantastic. I appreciate all the feedback there. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Well, you know, because you're listening to us. Um, and uh, that being said, we wish you nothing but a good weekend. And uh, James will be, uh, and I will be right back here doing the post game. Hopefully that's a victory show, and uh, then we can get really fired up for Dallas. I will say this. In closing, if they can take care of Washington, it is ecstasy of gold time, and hopefully that'll all fire us up and we can get to the playoffs together. For James Seltzer, I'm John Barchin. This is Go Birds uh, number 154. Actually, this time, right here, radio.com, sports radio, 94
2: WIP. Go Birds.